Hey everyone, Pastor Jay here. My World Changers shirt, because we are world changers. You are a world changer. And we are here and ready to go with our Bible reading. Sorry, just two minutes late. Little technical difficulties, but we are going to be getting ready to go here. Uh, but let's just pray. Father, we thank you. Oh, Jesus, we are so grateful for you, for your sacrifice, for your death on the cross, for your resurrection, and that you left and, and uh, then left with us, left us the Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, right now, we just ask that you would breathe life into us through your word, that your word would be life, and it would be breath, and it would be food for our bodies, for our souls, for our spirits, for our minds, for our emotions. And I just ask right now, God, as we go through your word and we start here in Genesis 23, Lord, that you would speak to us, that you would reveal your word to us. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives, God. We thank you for the change. We thank you for the refreshing. We thank you for, uh, for everything that you're doing in us and through us. And we look for you to do even more and even greater. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Let's go. Here we are. We are in Genesis 23. If you're just joining us or you haven't been with us before, we are in the Amplified version. So if you have a regular Bible or you're on your U version, if you're on Facebook or YouTube, you can actually read. Uh, I have the I have the Bible actually on the screen with me. On Instagram, I can't so much. But at least if you can't read it right now, just put it down and listen, okay? Here we go, Genesis 23. Sarah lived 127 years. This was the length of the life of Sarah. Sarah died in Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the valley of Canaan. <clears throat> and Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Then Abraham stood up before his dead wife's body and spoke to the sons of Heth's, Heth, the Hittites, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner, a resident alien among you. Give, sell me property for a burial place among you so that I might bury my dead in the proper manner. The Hittites replied to Abraham, listen to us, my Lord. You are a prince of God, a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our graves. None of us will refuse you this his grave or hinder you from burying your dead wife. So Abraham stood up and bowed to the people in the, of the land, the Hittites. And Abraham said to them, If you are willing to grant me my dead and proper burial, listen to me and plead with Hebron, the son of Zoar, for me, so that I may give, sell me, that he may give or sell me the cave of Machpelah, which he owns. It is at the end of the field. Let him give it to me here in your presence for the full price as a burial site, which I may keep forever among you. Now Ephron was present there among the sons of Heth. So within the hearing of all the sons of Heth and all who were entering the gate of his city, Ephron's, sorry, Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham and said, No, my lord, hear me, I will give you the entire field. I also give you the cave that is in it in the presence of the men of my people I give, sell it to you, bury your dead there. Then Abraham bowed before the people of the land. He said to Ephron in the presence of the people of the land, if you will only please listen to me and accept my offer, I will give you the price of the field, accept it from me and bury my dead there. Ephron replied to Abraham, my Lord, listen to me, the land you seek is worth 400 shekels of silver. What is that between you and me? So bury your dead. So Abraham listened to Ephron and agreed to his terms. 
<coughs> pardon me, and weighed, and he weighed out for Ephron the amount of silver which he had named in the hearing of the Hittites, 400 shekels of silver according to the weights current among the merchants. So the field of Ephron in Machpelah, which was the east of which which was to the east of Mamre in Hebron, the field and the cave which was in it, and all the trees that were in the field and in all its borders around it were deeded over legally to Abraham as his possession in the presence of the Hittites before all who were entering at the gate of the city. After this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah to the east of Mamre, which is, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. The field and the cave in it were deeded over to Abraham by the Hittites as a permanent possession and burial place. Chapter 24, now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to the servant, his servant Eleazar of Damascus, the oldest of his household, who had charge over all that Abraham owned, please put your hand to my thigh as is customary for affirming a solemn oath, and I will make you make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I live. <clears throat> Pardon me, but you will instead go to my former country, Mesopotamia, and to my relatives, and take a wife from my son Isaac, the heir of the covenant promise. The servant said to him, Suppose the woman will not be willing to follow me back to this country. Should I take your son back to the country from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took part of me from my father's house, from the land of my family and my birth, who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, <clears throat> Pardon me. To your descendants I will give this land, and he will send his angel before you and guide you, and you will take a wife from there for my son and bring her here. If the woman is not willing to follow you to this land, then you will be free from my, this my oath and blameless. Only you must never take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took uh, 10 of his master's camels, set out taking some of his master's good things with him. So he got up and journeyed to Mesopotamia between the Tigris and the Euphrates River to the city of Nahor, the home of Abraham's brother. He made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at the time of the evening when women go to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show loving kindness, faithfulness to my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here at the spring of water and the daughters of men of the city coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the girl whom I say, please let her, sorry, please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she replies, drink, and I will also give your camels water to drink. May she be the one whom you have selected as a wife for your servants, for your servant Isaac. <laughs> Pardon me. And by this, I will know that you have shown loving kindness, faithfulness to my master. Before Eliezer had finished speaking, praying, Rebekah came out with her water jar on her shoulder. Rebekah was the daughter of Bethel, the son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The girl was very beautiful, a virgin and unmarried, and she went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please let me drink a little water from your jar. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly lowered her jar to her hand and gave him a drink. Then she gave, when she gave Eliezer a drink, she said, I will also draw water for your camels until I have, they have finished drinking. 
So he quit, she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well and drew water for all the camels. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the man stood gazing at Rebecca in reverent silence, waiting to know if the Lord had made his trip successful or not. When the camels had finished drinking, Eliezer took a gold ring weighing a half a shekel and two bracelets for her hand weighing 10 shekels in gold and said, Though, <clears throat> whose daughter are you? Please tell me. Is there room for in your father's house for us to lodge? And she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, Beth, Bethuel, sorry, Milka's son, whom she bore to her husband Nahor. And she said to him, We have plenty of both straw and feed, and room to lodge, also room to lodge. The man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord. He said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who was not denied his loving kindness and his truth to my master. As for me, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brother. Then the girl ran and told her mother's household, <clears throat> pardon me, what had happened. Now Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran out to the man at the well. When he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's arm, and when he heard Rebekah's sister saying that this man said to me, he went to Eliezer and found him standing by the camels at the spring. And Laban said, come in, bless the Lord. Why do you stand outside since I have made the house ready and have prepared a place for your camels? So the man came into the house and Laban unloaded his camels and gave them straw and feed. And he gave water to Eliezer to wash his feet and to the feet of the men who were with him. But when the food, but when the food set before him, he said, he said, I will not eat until I have stated my business. And Laban said, speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master and he has become great, wealthy, powerful. He has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold and servants and maids and camels and donkeys. Now Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was in her old age and he has given everything that he has to him. My master made me swear an oath saying, you must not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites whose land I live, but you shall instead go to my father's house and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. Then I said to my master, but suppose the woman will not follow me back to this land. He said to me, Lord, before whom I walk habitually and obediently, I will send his angel with you to make your journey successful, and you will take a wife for my son, from my relatives, and from my father's house. Then you will be free from my oath when you come to my relatives. If they do not give her to you, you will also be free from my oath. I came today to the spring and said, O Lord, God of my master, Abraham, if now you will make a journey on which I go successful. Please look, I am standing by the spring of water. Now let it be that when a maiden whom you have chosen for Isaac comes to draw water and whom I say, please give me a drink of water, uh, a water to drink from your jar. And if she says to me, you drink and I will also draw water for your candles. Let that woman be the one whom the Lord has selected and chosen as a wife for my master's son. Before I had finished praying in my heart, behold, Rebecca came out with her water, with her water jar on her shoulder. And she went down to the spring and drew water. And I said to her, please let me have a drink. And she quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, drink, I will also water your camels. So I drank and she watered the camels. Then I asked her, whose daughter are you? 
She said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore to him, and I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets in her arms, and I bowed down my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who led me right in the right way to take the daughter of my master's brother to his son as a wife. So now, if you are going to show kindness and truth to my master, being faithful to him, tell me if you not... And if not, tell me that I may turn to the right or the left and go on my way. Then Laban and Bethuel answered, the, ma- answered, the matter has come from the Lord, we do no- so we dare not speak bad or good to you about it. We cannot interfere. Rebecca is before you. Take her and go and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> when Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed himself to the ground in worship before the Lord. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold, and articles of clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to her brother and her mother. Then he said to the men who were with him, ate and drank and spent the night there. In the morning they got up, and he answered, Now send me back to my master. But Rebekah's brother and mother said, Let the girl stay with us a few days, at least ten, then she may go. But Eliezer said to them, Do not delay me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away so that I may go back to my master. And they said, We will call the girl and ask her what she prefers. So they called Rebekah and said, Will you go with this man? She answered, I will go. So they sent off their sister, Rebekah, and her nurse, Deborah, as her attendant, and Abraham's servant, Eliezer, and his men. They blessed Rebekah and said to her, May you, our sister, become the mother of thousands of ten thousand. thousand. May your descendants possess, conquer, the city gate whose those who hate them, the city gate of those who hate them. Then Rebekah and her attendants stood, and they mounted camels and followed the man. So the servant took Rebekah and went on his way. <clears throat> now Isaac had returned from going to Beer, Sh- oh sorry, Beer Lahai Roy, the well of the living one who sees me, for he was living in Negev. Isaac went back, went to bow down in prayer in the field in the early evening. He raised his eyes and looked, and the camels were coming. Rebekah also raised her eyes and looked, and when he and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel, and she said to the servant, "Who is that man there walking across the field to meet us?" And the servant said, He is my master Isaac. So she took a veil and covered herself, as was customary. The servant told Isaac everything he had done, that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into her, his mother's tent, and he took Rebekah in marriage, and she became his wife, and he loved her. Therefore Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Chapter 25. Abraham took another wife, whose name was Ketua, Keturah. Sorry. She gave birth to Zimran, Joksha, Medan, Midian, Ishbak and Shewa. Joshkan, I'm sorry, Jokshan was the father of Sheba and Dedan. The sons of Dedan, sorry, the sons of Dedan were Eshurim, Letushim, and Lemunim, Leumumim, Leumim, Leumim. Wow, sorry about that. The sons of Midian were Epha, Epher, Enoch, sorry, Hanak, Abedah, and Elda. All these were the sons of Keturah. Now Abraham gave everything that he had to Isaac, but to the sons of his concubines, Hagar and Keturah, Abraham gave gifts while he was still living and sent them to the east country away from Isaac, his son of promise. The days of Abraham's life were 175 years that Abraham breathed his last 
and he died at a good old age, an old man who was satisfied with life, and he gathered to his people whom had preceded him in death, his, and his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field of Ephron, the son of Zoar the Hittite, which is in the east of Mamre. The field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Heth, there Abraham was buried with Sarah, his wife. Now after the death of Abraham, God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac lived at Beer Lahai Rohi. Now these are the records of the descendants of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's maid, bore to Abraham. And these are the names of the twelve sons of Ishmael. Isn't that funny? Twelve sons, twelve sons. Named in the order of their births. Neboath, the firstborn of Ishmael. Kedar, Adbil, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hada, Tema, Jatur, Nafish, and Kedema. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their settlements and by their encampments, sheepfolds. Twelve princes, sheiks, according to their tribe. Ishmael lived a hundred and thirty-seven years, then he breathed his last and died, and was gathered to his people who had preceded him in death. Ishmael's sons descended, settled in Havilah to Shur, which is east of Egypt as one goes towards Assyria, and settled opposite east of all his relatives. Now these are the records of the descendants of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean, <clears throat> Aramean, Syrian, of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban, the Aramean, Aramean, sorry. Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was unable to conceive children. And the Lord granted his prayer, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived twins. But the children struggled together within her, kicking and shoving one another. And she said, If it is so that my Lord should hear our prayer, why then am I, why then am I this way? So she went to inquire of the Lord, praying for an answer. And the Lord said to her, The founders of two nations are in your womb, and the separation of two nations has begun in your body. The one people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. When her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb, and first came out reddish all over like a hairy garment. <clears throat> then they named him Esau, which means hairy. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand grasped Esau's heel. So when he was named Jacob, one who grabs the heel by the heel, a supplanter. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah gave birth to them. When the boys grew up, Esau was an able and skilled hunter, a man of the outdoors. But Jacob was a quiet, peaceful man living in tents. Now Isaac loved and favored Esau because he enjoyed eating his game. But Rebekah loved and favored Jacob. Jacob had cooked reddish-brown lentil stew one day when Esau came from the field and was famished. And Esau said to Jacob, Please let me have a quick swallow of that red stuff there, because I'm exhausted and famished. For that reason, Esau was also called Edom, red. Jacob answered, First, sell me your birthright and the rights of, of the firstborn. Esau said, Look at... look." I am about to die if you don't if I don't eat soon. So use what is the birthright to me. So oh of so what of so of what use is the birthright to me? Jacob said, Swear an oath to me today that you are selling it to me for this food. So he swore an oath to him and sold him his birthright. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank, and got up and went on his way. In this way Esau scorned his birthright.
chapter 26. Now there was a famine in the land of Canaan beside the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. So Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, and the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land which I tell you. Live temporarily as a resident in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you, bless and favor you. For I will give all these lands to you and to your descendants, and I will establish and carry out the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven, and I will give to you descendants all the give to your descendants all these land, and by your descendants shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because Abraham listened to and obeyed my voice and consistently kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. The men of the place asked him about his wife and said, She is my sister. For he was afraid to say my wife, thinking the men of the place might kill me on my uh on account of Rebecca, since she is very beautiful. It happened when he had been there a long time that Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, looked out for a widow and saw Isaac caressing Rebekah's wife. Rebekah, his wife. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, See here, Rebekah is in fact your wife. How dare? How did you dare say to me, she is my sister? And Isaac said to him, Because I thought I might be killed because of her desirability. Abimelech said, What is that? What is this that you have done to us, one of the men among our people, mighty, might easily have been intimate with your wife, and you would have brought guilt on us before God. Then Abimelech commanded all his people, whoever touches this man, Isaac, or his wife, Rebekah, shall without exception be put to death. Then Isaac planted seed into that land as a farmer and reaped the same year a hundred times as much as he planted. And the Lord blessed and favored him. And the man Isaac became great and gained more and more until he became very wealthy and extremely distinguished. He owned flocks and herds and a great household with a number of servants. And the Philistines envied him. Now all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines stopped up by filling them with dirt. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from here because you are far too powerful for us. So Isaac left that region and camped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. Uh, verse uh, chapter 26, verse 18. Now Isaac again dug and reopened the wells of water which had been dug in the days of Abraham in uh, his father because the Philistines had filled them up with dirt after the death of Abraham. And he gave the wells the same names that his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of flowing spring water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen saying, the water is ours. So Isaac named the well Essek quarreling because they quarreled with him. Then his servants dug another well, and they quarreled over that also. So Isaac named it Sitna, enmity. He moved away from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over that one. So he named it Rehoboth, Rehoboth, broad places, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us. See that we also have that, say we say Jehovah Rehoboth, because he is broad, he makes room for us. Isn't that awesome? and we shall be prosperous in the land. Then he went up from there to Beersheba. The Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless and favor you and multiply your descendants. For my sake, 
for the sake of my servant Abraham. So Isaac built an altar there and called the name of the called on the name of the Lord in prayer. He pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servants dug a well. Verse 26. Then Abimelech came to him from Gerar to Azuthath. Ahuzath, sorry, Ahuzath. His close friend and confidant, advisor, Phicol, the commander of his army. Isaac said to them, Why have you people come to me since you hate me and have sent me away from you? They said, We see clearly that the Lord has been with you. <clears throat> so, so we said, There should now be an oath between us with a curse for the one who breaks it. That is between you and us. And let us make a covenant, binding agreement, solemn promise with you that you will not harm us just as we have not touched you and have done nothing but good to you and have sent you away in peace. You are now in the blessed and you are now the blessed and the favored of the Lord. Then Isaac held a formal banquet, covenant feast for them, and they ate and drank. They got up early in the morning and swore oaths, pledging to do nothing but good to each other. And Isaac sent them on their way, and they left in peace. Now on the same day, Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they had dug, saying, We have found water. So he named the well Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city was called Beersheba to this day. When Esau was 40 years old, he married Judith, the daughter of Bari, the Hittite, and Besameth, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, as his wives. And they were a source of grief to Esau's parents, Isaac and Rebekah. Chapter 27. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go to go to 30, so we hold on with me here. Now when Isaac was old and his eyes were too dim to see, he called to his elder and favorite son Esau and said to him, My son, and Esau answered him, Here am I, Isaac. See, I see here I am old. See here, I am old. I do not know when I may die. So now please take your hunting gear, your quiver of arrows, and your bow, and go into the open country and hunt game for me, and make me a savory and delicious dish of meat, and uh, the kind of the kind I love, and bring it to me to eat, so that my soul may bless you as my firstborn before I die. But Rebekah overheard what Isaac said to Esau, his son. And when Esau had gone to the open country to hunt for game, he might bring back. Rebekah said to Jacob, her younger and favorite son, listen carefully. I heard your father saying to Esau, your brother, bring me some game and make me a savory and delicious dish of meat that I may eat it and declare my blessing on you in the presence of the Lord before my death. So now my son, listen carefully to me and do exactly as I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me two good, suitable young goats, and I will make them into a savory dish of meat for your father, the kind that he loves to eat. Then you shall bring it to your father to eat, that he may bless you before his death. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, listen, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Suppose my father touches me and fills my skin, then I will be seen to him as a cheat, imposter, and I will bring a curse on me and not on, and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, may your curse be on me, my son. Only listen and obey, and go, bring the goat, bring the young goats to me. So Jacob went and got the two young goats and brought them to his mother, and his mother prepared a delicious a, sorry, a delicious dish of food with a delightful aroma, the kind his father loved to eat. Then Rebekah took her elder son Esau's best clothes, which were in her house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And he put, and she put the skins of the young goats in his hands on the smooth part of his neck, then gave her 
Then she gave her son Jacob a delicious meat, the delicious meat and the bread which she had prepared. So he went to his father and said, My father, and Isaac said, Here am I. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done what you told me to do. Now please sit up and eat some of my games so that I may so that you may bless me. Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found game so quickly, my son? And he said, Because our your Lord God has caused it to come to me. But Isaac wondered and said to Jacob, Please come close to me, so that I may touch you, my son, and determine if you really are, if you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob approached Isaac. His, uh, and his father touched him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He could not recognize him as Jacob because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him and he said, Are you really my son Esau? Jacob answered, I am. Then Isaac said, Bring the food to me and I will eat some of my son's game so that I may bless you. And he brought to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Please come, my son, and kiss me. So he came and kissed him, and Isaac smelled his clothing and blessed him and said, The scent of my son Esau is like the aroma of a field which the Lord has blessed. Now may God give you the dew of heaven to water your land, and of the fatness, fertility of the earth, and an abundance of grain and new wine. May peoples serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord and master over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. May you, may those who curse you be cursed and may those who bless you be blessed. Now, soon, as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob and Jacob had scarcely left the presence of Esau, his, uh, Isaac, his father, Esau, his brother, came in from hunting. Esau also made a delicious dish of meat and brought it to his father and said to him, let my father get up and eat some of his son's game so that you may bless me. Isaac, his father said to him, who are you? And he replied, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled violently and he said, then who was the one who was just here who hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate all of it before you came and I blessed him. Yes, he in fact shall be, shall remain blessed. That when Esau heard these words of his father, he cried out with a great and extremely bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. Isaac said, Your brother came deceitfully as and has fraudulently taken away your blessing for himself. Esau replied, It is not rightly named Jacob. Is he not rightly named Jacob the supplanter? For he has supplanted me in these two times. He took away my birthright, and now he has taken away my blessing. Have you not reserved a blessing for me? But Isaac replied to Esau, listen carefully. I have made Jacob your lord and master. I have given him all his brothers and relatives as servants, and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. What then can I do for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, even even me also, O oh, oh my father. Then Esau said, no longer able to restrain himself, raised his voice and wept loudly. Then Isaac, his father, answered and prophesied and said to him, Your dwelling shall be away from the fertility of the earth and away from the dew of heaven above, but you shall live by your sword and serve your brother. Whoever... 
However, it shall come to pass when you break loose from your anger and hatred that you will tear his yoke off your neck and you will be free of him. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to his, in his heart, these days of mourning for my father are very near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. When these words were of her son, elder son Esau were repeated, were repeated to Rebekah, she sent for Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, listen carefully, your brother Esau is comforting himself concerning you by planning to kill you. So now my son, listen and do what I say. Go, escape to, uh, to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's anger subsided. When your brother's anger towards you subsides and he forgets what you did to him, then I will send and bring you back from there. Why should I deprive you of both in why should I be deprived of both of you in a single day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I am tired of living because of these of the daughters of Heth, these insolent wives of Esau. And Jacob takes his wife from if Jacob takes a wife from the daughters of Heth, like these daughters of the land, what good shall it be to me, my life to me? Chapter 28. So Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall go. You shall not marry of one of the women of Canaan. Arise, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take from there a wife for yourself, one of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you so that you may become a great company of peoples. May he also give the blessing of Abraham to you and to your descendants with you, that you may inherit the promised land of your sojournings, which he gave to Abraham. Then Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Badan Aram, to Laban, son of Bethuel, the Aramean, sorry, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. Now Esau noticed that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him to Padan Aram to take a wife for himself from there. And that he, as he blessed him, he gave him a prohibition saying, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and had gone to Badan Aram. So Esau realized that his two wives, the daughters of Canaan, displeased Isaac, his father. And to appease his parents, Esau went to the family of Ishmael and took as only his wife, in addition to the wives already he already had, Mahalath, sorry, Mahalath, that's right, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebaoth, Ishmael's firstborn son. Now Jacob left Beersheba, never to see his mother again, and traveled toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed overnight there, because the sun had set, taking one of the stones of the place. He put it under his head and lay down there to sleep. He had a dream there was a ladder, stairway, placed on earth, and at the top of it, it reached out of sight toward heaven, and he saw angels of God ascending and descending on it, going to and from heaven. And behold, the Lord stood above and around him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father's father, and the God of Isaac. I will give to you and to your descendants the land of promise which you are lying. Your descendants shall be as the countless as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and the east and the north and the south, and all the families, nations of the earth shall bless, shall be blessed through you and your descendants. Behold, I am with you and will keep you carefully, watch over you and guard you, you who, you wherever you may go, and I will bring you back to this promised land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. 
promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, without a doubt, the Lord is in this place. And I did not realize it for he was afraid and said, how fearful and awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gateway to heaven. So Jacob got up early in the morning and took the stone he had put under his head and he set it up as a pillar that is a monument to the vision in his dream. And he poured olive oil on top of it to consecrate it. And he named that place Bethel, the house of God. The previous name of that city was Luz, almond tree. Then Jacob made a vow, promise, saying, if God be with me and will keep me on this journey that I take and will give me food to eat and clothing to wear, and if he grants that I return to my father's house in safety, then the Lord will be my God. This stone, which I have set up as a pillar, monument, memorial will be God's house, a sacred place to me. And of everything that you give me, I will give a tenth to you as an offering to signify my gratitude and repentance on you. Chapter 29. We're almost there, y'all. Then Jacob went on his way and came to the land of the people of East near Haran. As he looked, he saw a well in the field and three flocks of sheep lying there resting beside because the flocks were watered from that well. Now, the stone on the mouth of the well that covered and protected it was large. And when the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone from the mouth of the well, water the sheep, and afterward replace the stone on the mouth of the well. <clears throat> Jacob said to them, my brothers, where are you from? And they said, we are from Haran. So he said to them, do you know Laban, the grandson of Nahor, Abraham's brother? And they replied, we know him. And, we, and he asked them, is it well with him? And they said, he is doing well. Look, here comes his daughter, Rachel, with the sheep. Jacob said, look, the sun is still nigh, is still high overhead. It is a long time before the flocks need to be gathered in their folds at night. Water the sheep and go and return to their, turn them to their pasture. But he said, we cannot leave until all the flocks are gathered together. And the shepherds rolled the stone from the mouth of the well, and then we will water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. When Jacob saw his cousin Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and Laban's sheep, he came He came and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered the flock of Laban, his uncle. Then Jacob kissed Rachel in greeting, and he said to his vo- and he raised his voice and wept. Jacob told Rachel he was her father's relative, Rebekah's son, and she ran and told her father. Then Laban heard of the arrival of Jacob, his sister's son, and ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Then he told Laban all these things. Then Laban said to him, You are my bone and my flesh. And Jacob stayed with him a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Just because you are my relative, should you work, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me, what should your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. Jacob loved Rachel, so he said, I will serve you as a hired workman for seven years in return for the privilege of marrying Rachel, your younger daughter. Laban said, It is better that I give you in marriage, give her in marriage to you than give her in marriage, give her to another man. Stay and work for me. So Jacob served Laban for seven years for the right to marry Rachel. But they seem to like, <clears throat> but they seem like only a few days to him because of his love for her. Finally, Jacob said to Laban, "Give me my wife, for my time of service is completed, so that I may take her to take her to me as my wife." So Laban gathered together all the men 
of the place and prepared a wedding feast with wine. But in the evening he took Leah his daughter and brought her to Jacob, and Jacob went in to consummate the marriage with her. Laban also gave Zilpah his handmaid to his daughter Leah as a maid. But in the morning when Jacob awoke, it was Leah who was with him. So he And he said to Laban, What is this that you have done to me? Did I not work for you for seven years for Rachel? Why have you deceived <clears throat> and betrayed me like this? But Laban said, this, it is not a tradition here to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older. <coughs> Finish the week of the wedding feast for Leah. Then, we'll, then we will give you Rachel also in return. You shall work for me seven more years. So Jacob complied, fulfills Leah, Leah's week of celebration. Then Laban gave him his daughter, Rachel, as his second wife. Laban also gave Bila, Bila, yeah, Bila his maid to his daughter, Rachel, as a maid. So Jacob consummated his marriage and lived with Rachel as his wife. And he loved Rachel more than Leah, and he served Laban for another seven years. Now when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he made her able to bear children, but Rachel was barren. Leah conceived and gave birth to a son and named him Reuben. See a son. That's what it means. For she said, because the Lord has seen my humiliation and suffering, and now my husband will love me since I have given him a son. Then she conceived again and gave birth to a son and said, Because the Lord heard that I am unloved, he has given me this son also. So she named him Simeon, God hears. She conceived again and gave birth to a son and said, Now this is my husband. Now this time my husband will become attracted to me as a, as a companion, for I have given him three sons. Therefore, he was named Levi. Again she conceived and gave birth to a fourth son, and she said, Now I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then for a time she stopped bearing children. My God. Chapter 30. Here we are, y'all. Two more minutes. When Rachel saw that she had conceived no children for Jacob, she envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children, or else I will die. Then Jacob became furious with Rachel, and he said, Am I in the place of God? Who has denied you children? She said, here, take my maid Bila and go into her. And when the baby comes, she shall deliver it while sitting on my knees so that by, my, by her I may also have children to count on as my own. So she gave him Bila, her maid, and was as a secondary wife. And Jacob went into her. Bila conceived and gave birth to a son for Jacob. But Rachel said, God has judged and vindicated me and has heard my plea and has given me a son through my maid. So she named him Dan, he judged. Bilhah, Rachel's maid, conceived again and gave birth to a second son for Jacob. And Rachel said, with mighty wrestlings in prayer to God, I have struggled with my sister and have prevailed. So she named him Nephtali, my wrestlings. When Leah saw that she had stopped bearing children, she took Zilpah, her maid, and gave her to Jacob as a secondary wife. Zilpah, Leah's maid, gave birth to a son for Jacob. Then Leah said, how fortunate, so named him Gad, good fortune. Zilpah, Leah's, hand, Leah's maid, gave birth to a second son for Jacob. Then Leah said, I am happy, for women will call me happy. So she named him Asher, which means happy. Now at the time of the wheat harvest, Reuben, the eldest son, went to the went and found some mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But Leah answered, it is a small thing that you have taken my husband. Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? So Rachel said, Jacob shall sleep 
with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came in from the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, you must sleep with me tonight for I have in fact hired you with my son's mandrakes. <laughs> that crazy? We, that was a crazy time back then. So he slept with her that night. God listened and answered the prayer of Leah and she conceived and gave birth to a fifth son for Jacob. Then Leah said, God has given me my reward because I have given my maid to my husband. So she named him Issachar. Leah conceived again and gave birth to a sixth son for Jacob. Then Leah said, God has endowed me with a good marriage gift for my husband. Now he will live with me regarding me regarding me with honor as his wife because I have given him to six given birth to six sons. So she named him Zebulun after she gave birth to a daughter named Dinah. Then God remembered the prayers of Rachel and God thought of her and opened her womb so that she would conceive. So she conceived and gave birth to a son and she said, God has taken away my disgrace and humiliation. And she named him Joseph, He may, uh, may he add, and said, may the Lord add to me another son. Now, when Rachel had given birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, send me away that I may go back to my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children from whom, I'm, you, whom I have served you let, and let me go for you know the work which I have done for you. But Laban said to him, if I have found favor in your sight, stay with me for I have learned from the omens divination in divination by, and by experience that the Lord has blessed me because of you. So Laban was, was into witchcraft. He was all into worshiping the gods of those times. Uh, he said, name your wages and I will give it to you. Jacob answered him, you know how I have served you and how your possessions and cattle and sheep and goats have fared with me. For you had little before me, I, little before I came and has increased and multiplied abundantly. And the Lord has favored you with blessing wherever I turn. But now when I shall provide for my own household, Laban asked, what shall I give you? And Jacob replied, you shall not give me anything, but if you will do this thing for me, which I now propose, I will again pasture and keep your flock. Let me pass through your entire flock today, removing from it every speckled and spotted sheep and every dark or black one among the lambs and then spotted and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And those shall be my wages. So my honesty will be evident for me later when you come for an accounting concerning my wages. Every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats, dark among the young lambs, if found with me, shall be considered stolen. And Laban said, good, let it be done as you have said. So on the same day, Laban secretly removed the male goats and were streaked and spotted and all the female goats that were speckled and spotted and everyone with white on it and all the dark ones among the sheep and put them in the care of his sons. And he put a distance of three days journey between himself and Jacob. And Jacob uh, was then left in care of the rest of Laban's flock. Then Jacob took branches of flesh, fresh poplar and almond and plain trees and peeled white stripes in them, exposing the white in the branches. And then he set the branches which he had peeled in front of the flocks and in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink. And they made it and conceived when they came to drink. So the flocks made it and conceived by the branches, and the flocks gave birth to straight, speckled, and spotted offspring. Jacob separated the lambs as was as, as he had done with the peeled branches, and he made the flocks face toward the street, and all the dark or black in the flock knew uh, of 
sorry, dark or black in the new flock of Laban. And he put his own herds apart by themselves and did not put them where they could breed with Laban's flock. Furthermore, when the stronger animals of the flocks were breeding, Jacob would place branches in the side of the flock in the watering trough so that when they would mate and conceive among the branches. But when the flock was sickly, he did not put the branches there. So the sicker female, sicker animals were Laban's and the stronger's Jacob. So Jacob became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks of sheep and goats and female and male servants and camels and donkeys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking in here with me. I'm so glad y'all were here. Listen, tomorrow, uh, our last day of the week, we will finish our reading for the week. We don't read on Saturday or Sunday, but we will pick back up again on Monday. But I will see you tomorrow at 630. I love you and we'll see you later. God bless.